Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we're rediscovering the ancient way. And what are we doing today? We're talking about the ancient way. Genesis chapter 4, verses 25 and 26 has been our primary text. And we've also looked at some other examples of, of what it means biblically to call upon the name or to call a name when Adam named the animals, when he named Eve, um, when, when Yahweh created Adam, he named, he assigned a name to Adam. Why? For specific purposes. To be identifiable, to be distinct, to be different than all of creation. And what I was hoping to do in part one, it's up to you whether or not I was successful in doing that, um, was trying to lay a precedence that likewise, in that same frame of mind, Yahweh is desiring to set himself apart by giving us a name. We know for certain he gave his name at Mount Sinai. We know that. But I'm going back all the way to creation where people began to call upon the name of the Lord. Okay? We know his name. He revealed it later for sure. And what I'm saying is, was it already revealed? Did they already know and were they already finding themselves in a posture and a position of forgetting? Because that is the pattern of humanity and even Yahweh's people. We forget, we forget, we forget. And I, I propose at the end of part one that can we at least consider that the reason this was instated in this way was because the rise of lawlessness, the rise of rebellion, the rise of a people who had gone out through Cain, who started his own city, what? Away from Yahweh Elohim's presence. And therefore, I, pro I proposed that a mixed people were beginning to come into play. Uh, there, there was a people who were of Elohim and a people who were not of Elohim. And thereby, look, there's a whole lot of more. There's more Elohim now. There's a whole lot more mighty ones on the earth. As humanity increased and, and, and began to operate outside of Yahweh Elohim's law, ways, commands, um, and intimacy with him, of course, the rise of false deities, false Elohim, would have been front and center, I believe. And that's what we're considering here. And, and I ended part one with talking about, okay, fast forward now. It's, it's May 2023, and we are in an age where nothing specific much matters. And I, I proposed, even in humility, I would say, look at the church. G-O-D describes Yahweh Elohim of the Bible, the exalted name above all names. Now, in a song, we'll say, we love your name. Like, I'm doing quotes. We love your name. We call upon your name. We declare your name. But we're saying the words the name, but we're not saying his name. <laughs> and, and really, that's kind of silly um, when we think about it. Uh, and, and we have to ask the question, well, how did we get here? Well, friend, we're mixed. We're mixed. Uh, Yahweh has lost his holiness. We don't see him as Kadosh. In our hearts, we nebulously say, well, I know God and he knows my heart. God knows who I'm talking to. But friend, there is so much more to that if we think about it. Um, more than just my heart and God. This isn't all about just me and him. This is me being ambas an ambassador <laughs> on this earth of an unseen kingdom that I'm just sojourning through here. And I'm declaring out of my mouth the name. I am, I am Yahweh Elohim's possession. I'm his treasure. 
He is my Elohim. Yahweh is my Elohim. He has a name. He is not like the rest. And thereby he, he is deserving of my, my, my declaring his specific name, calling upon his specific name. Now, something else I want to consider as we move forward here. Um, now, I, 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 want to, I want to submit this. I touched on it a little bit um, at the beginning of part one. We see in, in many places in regards to more formal worship settings that, that a gathered remnant um, would specifically declare who they're worshiping in the assembly. Because I talked about how there were more literally human population is increasing on the earth and therefore i'm not saying it had to become like this this you know hierarchical structure but it just looks different friend if you have a family over for dinner it looks different than if you have a hundred people over for dinner you know what i'm saying there are some formalities that have to be thought through and put in place for us to function together especially when you start talking about spiritually there if i have a gathering at my house Okay, a gathering, something formal in any sense where, where we, we're going to talk about Genesis chapter 4. I invite uh, one family over, and we sit outside on a beautiful day like today, and we just talk about Genesis chapter 4 for an hour. That will look drastically different than if I invite 50 of my closest brothers and sisters that I'm walking alongside with to talk about Genesis chapter 4 sitting outside in my yard around the campfire it would just look different it would it would there would be a mixing of 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 thought of opinion of belief and so take take this this little presentation of thought further into what i proposed in part one where you have Ab uh, abraham you have adam who is in the presence of yahweh and and producing a lineage and a line that we could say is a little bit better place um, in, in Yahweh's presence. And then you have Cain who, who left Yahweh's presence in rebellion, in sin, no restoration, <laughs> no, rep, no repentance. And he goes out and he sets up a city and you have two lineage of people. One is moving towards Yahweh and, and, and the other is going their own way. They're going the ways of the nations, we could say, to use a biblical understanding. They would not call upon the name of Yahweh, friend. So thereby, there would be need to call upon the name of Yahweh, I believe. Now, Zephaniah, the book of Zephaniah, speaks of a prophesied day of regathering, okay? It says this, For then I will restore to the people pure speech, so that all of them may call upon the name of Yahweh and serve him shoulder to shoulder. This is this image of unity. There are people together in close proximity, what? Calling upon the name of the Lord, calling upon the name of Yahweh. From beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my worshipers, the daughter of my scattered ones will bring my offering. So here we have a, a, a little snapshot of a prophetic um, view and vantage point that Zephaniah gave us, where worshipers are going to be gathered together, shoulder to shoulder, that they were scattered, and then they're bringing an offering, and what are they doing? They're calling upon the name of Yahweh together, in a corporate way, we could say, in a word that most Christians would understand and be used to hearing. In Psalm chapter 116, 12 through 14, we see this, this example again, if we're talking about like a congregational calling upon the name of Yahweh together. 
How can I repay Yahweh for all his bounties to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation of Yeshua, and I will call upon the name of Yahweh. I will fulfill my vows to him in the presence of all his people. So here we are in a, in a little view into a corporate setting, a, an assembly, we could say, in the, among other brothers, believers. I'm going to call upon the name of Yahweh in their midst, in their presence of the people. I'm going to call out upon the name of Yahweh Elohim. Genesis chapter 12, verse 8, we see Abram, pre-Abraham. Pre um, he's specific in his erecting of an altar as he sojourned out. There, Abram built an altar to Yahweh and called on the name of Yahweh. Okay, He's erecting an altar. He's calling upon the name of, the, of, of Yahweh at that altar. Why? It was specific. How did he know to do that, friend? If, 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 if we're waiting for if Mount Sinai and a law code and, and sacrificial system and all these things, offerings, if all of that was for Israel, friend, why do we see all these endless examples of, of this, of this um, example, example of an example? Why do we so, see so many pictures of this previous, way before Sinai, way before the Israelites came on the scene? We see altars. We see offerings. We see sacrifices. We see all these things, what? Unto the name of Yahweh. Okay? We know that this importance of a name continues um, throughout the entire Bible. The gospel accounts in many, many verses tell us um, uh, of the account of the angel instructing Mary. We have it in different version, versions throughout the gospel saying the same thing, which is what? Behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, and you shall name him Yeshua. You shall name him Yahweh saves. Yahweh is salvation. Okay? We talk about that all the, pro, all the time on the program, and we're not going to get even good on, um, on the road towards why the name of Yeshua matters as opposed to the name of Jesus. Um, we've, we've talked about that a lot as well. Names matter, friend. Because every time I say Yeshua, every time I say Yeshua, Yeshua, I am declaring out of my mouth, Yahweh Elohim saves. Yahweh is my salvation. Yahweh is my deliverance. Okay? These things have such substance. If we just give ourselves, even maybe if we practice that, and just to see, I wonder if there's more power in the name of Yeshua. Okay? So we see that again, this example of um, name him, give him a name, Yeshua. Okay, it was specific. It was, it was unto a purpose. Revelation chapter 22, 3 and 4. Okay, so like we can say, well, things aren't like that now, Joel. Think, names don't matter. He's God. Everybody knows he's God. Everybody that I know in Christianity just says he's God. They don't have a problem with it. Okay, well, let me just submit this for consideration because I love talking about um, a lot of precedences that were established by Yahweh in Genesis. Okay, a, a, a foundation in the, in the Torah and the prophets, a, a rock-solid, unmovable foundation that Yeshua was built upon. Not He didn't obliterate it and become his own structure. He was set precisely upon an established foundation. You don't remove the foundation from a house when you build it, okay? 
And so these things were established. Genesis, you know, creation accounts. That's see the same thing with the Moedim. Um, that didn't show up at Sinai. Um, appointed times, feasts, Sabbaths. They were established at creation for humanity, for the entire earth. And the earth has not passed away, nor have the heavens. And so we're still in the timeline of the cyclical pattern of Father's appointed times. And so, okay, and then we, we can follow this. We've already alluded to how names were assigned, even to Yeshua. Here we are, the arrival of the promise, the arrival of the Messiah himself. You shall call his name Yahweh is salvation. Okay, so here we are now. Okay, in this middle place, post-Yeshua. Well, what about what will be? So let's go all the way to the end of the book. All the way to the end. We're only a few verses away from the culmination of the Bible as we know it, friend. Revelation chapter 22, verse 3 and verse 4, as we talk about, do men still need to call upon the name of Yahweh? And it says this, there will no longer be any curse. Oh, praise the Father. Awesome. <laughs> Let's just stop there and end the program, right? There won't be any longer a, a curse. And the throne of Yahweh and of the Lamb will be in it. Okay, we're talking about New Jerusalem type stuff here. And his bondservants will serve him. I'm fine with that. They will see his face. I'm really fine with that. And concluding, okay, and his name will be on their foreheads. Okay, his name will be on their foreheads. So, friend, if you don't say Yahweh, if you don't say Yeshua, what do you do with this text? I'm just saying it, that we have to consider this thing. This is like I mentioned this the other day, and then we'll bring this to a conclusion. We're going to have a real hard time when Yeshua comes back, and you know, during the Passover season, he's having that last meal with his uh, taught ones. He says, what? I'm not going to do this again until I come back. I'm going to, and we'll, we'll paraphrase, I'm going to do this again with you again, uh, again with you in the future. When? Passover. Passover. Friends, if we here today in this middle muddy ground, <laughs> in the in-between, if we're not doing Passover and Yeshua comes back and he says, he shows up at the Passover meal and he says, man, I've been waiting for this for thousands of years. Well, I don't do Passover. I'm not Jewish. Friend, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when Yeshua shows up to do this again at the Passover, but we don't do Passover now? We're not going to be showing up for Father's appointed times that continue to go on into the future. Likewise, we look at this snapshot that, that John was given of Revelation chapter 22, and we see his name literally on their foreheads, okay? Well, that's just having the mind of Christ. Oh, we, we take everything and just make it metaphor if we don't want to do something about it. And I would challenge any one of us to set that aside and say, what if these things are literally meaning something, okay? I would submit that it's time again for men to call upon the name of Yahweh. No one can argue that this age is announcing that specifics just do not matter. They don't matter anymore. Names, gender, sexual preference, there is less black and whites now than there has maybe ever been. Okay? Probably, probably since the days of Noah, intriguingly. Thereby, I would suggest that believers that do not think the name of Elohim matters 
will be very prone to be led astray into what is coming in greater measure that we're seeing now in pretty, pretty, pretty tall order already. Think about how you see and hear this perpetual phrase within the Christian uh, doctrinal system. Oh, well, that doesn't matter anymore. Oh, that's not for me. Uh, doesn't, that doesn't matter. That doesn't apply to me. And, and we constantly pick off anything that we just have inherited a doctrine of belief that tells us just doesn't matter. And so what I'm saying is according to the Word, though, according to the Bible, the, does, this, does the name of Yahweh matter? Does it, as I posed in other series before where we've talked about this in greater length than we are today, does it matter to Him? I remember posing that specific question, I believe, the last time we landed on the topic of Yahweh's name. Okay, it may not matter to you, friend, but and I went through all these uh, scriptural accounts. Does it matter to him? <laughs> because it really doesn't matter if it matters to us or not. Does it matter to Yahweh himself? And we arrived at a clear conclusion only using the Bible. Whoa, it sure matters to him. That should cause us to question whether or not it matters to us and, and how important that is about whether or not we use his great name and exalt his great name. In conclusion, the righteous men that have gone before us esteemed and exalted a specific name as we started here in Genesis chapter 4. The Elohim above all other Elohims, because, friend, they're everywhere, mighty ones. His name was and is specific unto him and can be assigned to no other. As we've talked about in past episodes, God, little g-o-d, Elohim is nothing specific at all. He has a name, a great and powerful name that is above every other name. That phrase, name above every other name, is not the name that's above every other name. You know what I mean? He has a literal name. We have to remember that biblically the power of a name was just different than it is today. It has lost its power. It has lost its character. It has lost its authority. Those who knew Yahweh's great name knew his character. They knew his renown. Please consider this, won't you? So do men still need to call upon the name of the Lord, Yahweh Elohim? I would say according to Scripture alone and not our personal opinion or the doctrine we've been handed, absolutely, unequivocally, yes. Consider it if you would like, and add that to your uh, belief system in whatever way you, that you believe is right. Um, study it out. Start back there where I was, Genesis chapter 4. It's a good place. And ask the question, figure out your own answers that may differ from mine. That's fine, but let us study the word. Why did people begin, begin to call on the name of Yahweh right then and right there? There's plenty other things we could talk about as to why, considerations. That's plenty for now. Do men still need to call upon the name of Yahweh Elohim? Yes and amen. You've been watching the Path to Zion podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way around here. It's a wonderful way to walk. I hope you know it, friend. If you don't and you have questions, reach out to us at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a message on Facebook, and uh, we'll do our best to respond in a timely manner. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back for more stuff. Um, it's churning around in our Bible studies here. Thank you so much for watching.